and it's late. No, okay, Cody. No, seriously, Anthony, why are you black screen? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> seriously, Jake, why are you 30 minutes One mystery, late? Yeah, mis- <laughs> mysteries. There's lots of mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right anthony let's let's see the big reveal this okay. is the big reveal oh, this, this is what i have to wait for right. it's a way for jake no because no it's well maybe no let's talk about it first let's let's get into the episode first Let, no, me, really? Really? why is he a black screen no, you'll know why you'll know no, why let me just stay incognito <laughs> for a second all right fine this better be worth it it will be <laughs> all right all right Okay, so what's up, guys? I don't know. I thought we were going to start us with your usual uh, Cody updates of the week. <laughs> I mean, nothing crazy has been happening this week. I've, I'm, in, I'm silly poor, and uh, life is hard. But other than that, everything's great. I'm about to smoke hash on this episode. Hash? W- yeah. what's, what is the difference between hash and regular weed? Hash is like uh, when you take like bottoms and keef and stuff like that and compress it into a brick, it's like a precursor to dabs, I think. Oh, okay. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. You need like a pollen press or something like that to make, make yeah. a little nice. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I'm excited to see how that goes. Are you, are you combining it with weed or just, yeah, I'm just going to sprinkle it on top. Nice. Because um, dabs caused me to have panic attacks. So I imagine hash would be this. Because I smoked it one other time last week, and it fucked me up. <laughs> well, hopefully you don't have a panic attack on this episode. That'd be pretty cool. It, w- it would be on brand for the topic, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I guess it would. <laughs> it would be. Actually, yeah, you're right. That's a good point, to be honest. <laughs> so fuck it. Yeah, have a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> It also would be because this episode deals with a lot of Christopher's uh, anxiety, anxiety yeah. mental health issues, yeah. guilt, guilt. Is there going to be a segue into this reveal, Anthony? Because this shit's giving me anxiety. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning on that, but that's cool. You know, no, it's definitely having an effect on me. Yeah, it's weird, you know, starting starting an all-black screen. But no, I think we should first reveal what we're doing, because this is the first episode of something different we're doing for the summer, you know? Ooh. Yeah, last summer we did the Sandman summer. This summer we're doing Sopranos summer. That's right. We're, yeah. Every week we'll take a specific episode out of each season to talk about, and also talk about uh, that season of Sopranos. Yeah. So we love this show. We're comics and chronic, but like we said earlier on, comics can mean we're just, you know, comedians. We, we're going to talk about shit that <laughs> doesn't necessarily have to be comic books. We're funny people. Yeah. <laughs> and guess yeah. what? One of us is also a bona fide Italian, and that's <laughs> me. is here. It's Sopranos Summer.
Anthony, this is the most Italian I've ever seen you look in your life. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you look. This is this is honestly the scariest you've yeah, ever yeah, looked. Yeah. This is the most intimidating you could possibly look. Like. <laughs> so if I was like, if I was like sitting on my stoop in the Bronx like this, you'd be like, oh, just keep walking, just keep walking. Yeah, like, I'd be like, that's, yeah. that's some crazy. That's a crazy guinea yeah. right there. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a made man. That's a made man. <laughs> <laughs> you look very Christopher esque. Yeah, this is Anthony's Anthony Maltesanti over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I related to, to Christopher in a lot of ways. To be honest, I think like, he's he's actually one of the more relatable characters, right? Yeah. By the sure. way, when I was like when I was a kid, right, my first screen name was like some corny shit, like kids only shit, like USA Boy. Something like that. My first screen name was USA Boy fifty two oh four. Gay. And yeah, I, yeah, it was the way it was. I, I didn't like that name, but yeah. it was like I had it. And then, hey, it's Fourth of July, so you know, USA Boy throwback. You look like any Italian right now, standing out in the Bronx. Yeah, lighting a fireworks, <laughs> guard his mouth or something, yeah. <laughs> smacking his girlfriend. Yeah, well, <laughs> his girlfriend. <laughs> 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 no, but then, then as I got older, like, my friends would be like, "Oh, Anthony, you're Italian. Oh, that means you're in the mafia, right?" Like that would just be the thing everyone says. Like you're Italian, you're in the mafia. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my friends like, your new screen name should be Mafia Tony. I was and that was like <laughs> that was my screen name for like forever until I became Tony Nacho. I was just like Mafia Tony up in, in like high school. I was like That's Mafia so Tony, funny. dude. I was gonna ask you, especially after watching this episode, just because I think I ask most Italians that I know, including my brother-in-law. Did you know anyone in the mafia or have any family who was? connected Ooh, see do i know anyone no not like outright like that that yeah. if someone was in it they didn't tell me and I, I i don't i don't suspect anyone i know but in my family directly Robert no <laughs> oh rob moretti let's get rob moretti yeah. on and I'm ask him that rob question moretti. he's in the mafia if if you know <laughs> us and you have a vowel in your name come on the show we need <laughs> yeah. to ask you a question or two <laughs> no, not, not in my family but so, like, my family is from Arthur Avenue, which is, like, the little Italy of the Bronx, right? Hey, shout out. And, yeah, shout out Arthur Avenue. Also, if you if you visit the Bronx or New York City, you should go there. It's always good food, good stuff. Yeah. Ooh. And, um, but, like, they would do stuff when they were younger as kids and, like, the neighborhood, like, the mafia would basically, like, protect the neighborhood. That was how things just were back then, you know? Like, I'm picturing you, like, little Colosio in a Bronx tale right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bronx tale? No joke. It takes place. On they Arthur film Avenue. it on Arthur Avenue yeah. in a place where my family would hang out. Like they, the Bronx Tale is like the, it wasn't their lives, but they knew people like that. You know what I'm saying? But like yeah. I'm saying, no one in my family, but it was like adjacent to everything my family grew up around. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. I uh, in high school was interested in a girl who uh, whose uncle was supposedly mob connected, and mm. uh, he threatened to break my kneecaps once. Nice. Oh shit! He was he supposedly <laughs> he was supposedly connected to the like San Francisco like brand. You know what I'm saying? Chapter. Chapter. What did you do, and how did you? How old were you? How did you react to that? I was like sixteen. I, 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 if I'm being honest, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he was a big, scary man, and I was sixteen, and honestly, like pretty, like 
unexperienced in the wor- ways of the world. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's how uh, I would react now if someone was like, yeah, I'm going to break your fucking kneecaps. Up. No, but it was just like <laughs> one of those things that like he took me in the other room one day when I was like hanging out and was like, hey, you hurt my niece and I'm going to fuck you up. And I was like. I'm not coming back here again, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, well, uh, this is Comics and Chronics, episode one of Sopranos Summer. Today we are doing season one, episode eight, The Legend of Tennessee Moltisanti. In case you guys have not watched The Sopranos before, it was created by David Chase, who is shout out from Mount Vernon, the 914. Oh, so is actually native. Uh, Michael Imperioli, Christopher Molsani. He's from Mount Vernon, too. Nice. And Salvatore Bombacero, a.k.a. Big Pussy. We represent in the 914 right here. Yeah. Maybe a show about New Jersey, but and we of, got a lot of. And of course, <laughs> me, Jake. <laughs> Jake's from the 914. Yeah. Who could forget? One day, Jake's going to be the most famous person to come from the 914. Yeah, that, we have some competition. We got Devon Dudley. And mm. Ray Rice. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> One day, Jake is going to be the third most famous person to come Guaranteed. from the Guaranteed. Third or fourth, <laughs> at least. I think by the end of the decade, at least fifth or sixth most famous. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I'd be happy with like 12th, 13th, yeah. 14th. Also, Ray Rice fell from grace. I feel like I could. True. <laughs> True. You could beat his legacy. Yeah, I could beat his legacy. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this episode a lot for dude it's insane it starts amazing. out oh I'm sorry you go know. first oh, no. I, I cut you off like, dude it, it, this episode even though like the whole entire series deals with it but this episode deals heavy with Tony's therapy especially like people hearing about it like his mom and his uncle yes about it. and like the stigma yeah. it has in like old world middle class Italian American culture like they're not about therapy they're not about saying yeah, no. that, that conversation between Tony and Christopher in the car highlights that. Like, yeah. you know, they both don't really feel that way, but they have to like put on that mask of like Italian Tony was, like, dudes. Totally don't... projecting onto Christopher in the car. He's like, yeah. I bet, uh, but you sleep all the time. And you know, like he kept saying things. He's like, I bet you feel like doing this and doing that. And then he even yeah. says, he's like, have you ever thought about killing yourself? And Christopher says, I'm no mental midget. And Tony's like, yeah, <laughs> that, he's like, that exact phrase. <laughs> Like, so I don't know. It's a cool. And then also deals with Christopher's desire to be like famous and a screenwriter. Yeah. yeah. Christopher's desire to be famous and a screenwriter. Uh, it really talks about mental health. I really like the emphasis on Tony and Dr. Melby's uh, relationship in this episode. Melfi. Melfi. You know what I'm saying? I'm high, man. I just smoked some hash. Um <laughs> Stugats. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> <Purple Gold. laughs> for now on, for all these episodes we do, you have to, that's how you do a mic check. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Gabagool. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love Dr. Melfi's and uh, Tony's relationship and also her relationship of like defending him to her ex-husband and kid, like family and shit. Yeah, yeah, I really like that discussion, that family discussion they have about being Italian in America. Yeah. Like I could I could relate to that discussion a lot. You know, I liked I liked what he was saying at first. Because here's the funny thing. Before I watched Sopranos, you know, I was kind of I would kind of, I guess, be on his side in that argument where he's like saying, like, look at how Italians are portrayed in the media. Like whenever they come up, it's like, oh, you're in the mafia or something like that. But mm-hmm. 
the way The Sopranos portrays that, and you know, it's a piece of media. Like, if we're being meta about it, you know, like Sopranos, I think convinced me, like, oh, that's a, it's inaccurate. Like, it was never, no episode of Sopranos, including this one, has ever made me feel like they were like doing a caricature of Italian Americans. It always felt extremely accurate, you know. So that scene at the family dinner table felt real to me, and it, and I could really yeah. relate to it. I also like what her son is like. Where yes, the, yes. The father is like, all we're known for is Goodfellas and Godfather. And he's like, good movies. And pizza. yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, like, he's, like, he's like, and pizza. And then he's like, good movies to eat pizza by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he's right. Like, that's it's awesome. And that's like the real takeaway for me, too. It's just like, yeah, exactly. Those are cool things. Like, why not be, don't, be proud of that? Yeah. And it's a theme in Sopranos because people, you know, don't always view Tony as, a. you know, some people are like, oh, yeah, we love you, Tony. And then some people, you know, the people that aren't in the, his inner circle are like this guy. Ooh, Tony. like yeah. his neighbors, you know, it's not something in this episode, I guess. The but, Cusamanos. Yeah. The Cusamanos. Dude, David Chase's uh the cinematography and stuff. This show was way ahead of its time. Like there's mm. so many things about the show that feel quintessential uh, turn of the millennia, but like all at the same exact time, there's like so much that like just you could tell just was a huge influence. You know what I mean? Um, but like the scene, for instance, uh, one thing that I'm talking about, the scene where uh, Doc and her husband are arguing outside uh, about him again, about Tony again. And at the, the doctor is like, at the end of the day, uh, once you get past all of the lovey-dovey fluff bullshit that therapy is, you're going to get down to good and evil. And you're going to see that it, that he's evil. And then it just immediately cuts to Tony standing along that fence right before he hops in the car and like assaults Chris and shit. Well, here's a good question. Do you guys think Tony Soprano is evil? Uh, yes. Not necessarily evil, but he's not good. Oh, he's evil as hell. He's, he's, yeah, but well, the show makes you try to like pick, is there evil or is there just socio, is there mental illness? Is there sociopathicness? No, I mean, I get what you're saying and I agree. He suffers. I agree that he's, he's a sociopath. His life's trauma has turned him into a sociopath. His lack of love from his mom, the fact that his father was part of a violent subculture of his, you know, like... There's a lot of factors playing into why he is the way he is. No, I and I agree. And I think the show makes him very likable. And I would almost mm-hmm. probably say that, like, I grew up at a time when, like, I mean, we grew up when mob culture was, like, at an all-time high. You know what I mean? Like, Godfathers, Goodfellas, all of those uh, older movies were revered by classics as cl- cinema classics that we had to watch like as soon as we were old enough to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you had Sopranos going on at this time and Tarantino's like sudden burst into fame, you know, Grand Theft Auto Grand games Theft like God. that. Yeah. So we were at, we we're at the prime time for mob culture, but I want to say that this is the most likable mafia, like character that's ever been made for sure. And I don't think likable, like you could be evil and likable, Yeah, but to me, you were saying earlier, the scene right after that question is posed is the scene between him and Christopher. And it's actually a scene where you're seeing Tony really care about Christopher and he's actually trying to help him. He may be like, 
heavy handed about the whole thing, but he has like to be literally he's making a great him. point. <laughs> yeah. But he's, but he's also just like, no, like every time Christopher's trying to like give an excuse or defend him himself, he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. He has one of the best lines, which I like in overall TV in general. When uh, Christopher's like, you don't care about my feelings. He's like, I wipe my ass with your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that dude, that's so something weird. an Italian parent or grandparent would honestly say to yeah. you. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. to me is a very like East coast response. Like, yeah. yeah. For sure. No doubt. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. And I love, uh, but I do want to say like in that scene, uh, when Tony first gets into the car and then just like immediately hits Chris, even though it's like, not like Tony's not out for blood. He's just like lightly. He's it's a love tap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but fucking Gandolfini has some big meaty paws. That's still shit. still look like it hurt. Gandolfini is like a six foot three, six foot four giant. Like he's a big dude. Like Tony Soprano. What I love about him is like, you know, he's street smart and you know, like dude, like growing up, he like fought fist fought. Yeah. He has a reputation. Yeah. Yeah. There's like an episode later on where uh, it's when Meadow is in NYU or Columbia and she's dating that that nerdy dude Noah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Noah says to Carmela when when he says something when Tony says something racist to him, he says, uh, "quote He's lucky I didn't punch his lights out." And I was like, "Yeah, you <laughs> Tony funny Soprano? Moment. Are you kidding? Yeah. You, you would get rocked." Yeah, even Meadow knows. Like, all yeah, right, even Meadow's like, "You're not gonna be my dad if it's fine." But yeah, I love Gandolfini, man, because he's this thing. He's not like your stereotypical he's like a big old ape of a man you know what i he's mean he's a giant he's a giant man yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's physically imposed have you ever watched like interviews of him talking he's a gentle he's a gentleman in Dude, real life or he was a gentleman spoken like yeah. almost like nervous like, uh, like kind of yeah no very modest very everyone modest. behind the scenes talks about how he's just he was just the most kind and generous person yeah. like he'd do things for people and not want them to know it was him who did it like what that's like the best guy ever like you, you know you want to be a guy like that like but then he complete opposite of the characters he's playing but which is sick because he chews up the scenery what in any episode he's in like yep. the sopranos is a great everything show but it's carried by james gandolfini oh yeah absolutely like heavy heavy gandolfini the goat you know the gandolfini the dude you know what also in this episode this episode's amazing because they're some of the funniest lines ever, especially when yep. Christopher is going through his like existential crisis. Yes. Polly goes over to his apartment. It's like a mess. And uh, he goes, Christopher says, you ever feel like you don't have an arc? And Polly goes, yeah, I didn't. So what? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, said, he said, I was born. He's like, I served in the military, got out. Went did to a jail. Few, yeah, went to jail, got out, went back to jail, did a few more years, and here I am, half a wise guy. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Polly accepts life's fate and destiny yeah for yeah. sure but you're kind of combining two lines because he's like you ever feel like nothing good's ever gonna happen to yeah, you and then Paulie's like yeah it's like yeah so what nothing ever did yeah <laughs> and then he says the whole thing about the arc yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and then there's another scene where he's talking to big pussy and dude that like, yeah. was so good and, and yeah. Pussy says you know who had an arc noah no yeah. <laughs> dude pussy dude but that line of uh, that line because the thing is a lot of the show is like comedic and like it's one of those shows that like while it feels grail very grounded in reality it is like a a exaggerated kind of 
you know, just like a store, more fantastical version of what the kind of stuff that was really happening. You know what I mean? As far as what goes, I would argue otherwise, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, it seems I, th- I was I thought you I was going to agree. It's it's pretty grounded in reality, I would say. Like those moments make it feel more grounded because it's it's a real moment. Like it's funny, not purposely. It's not like, yeah, it's like kind of really dark. Why it's funny. Yeah, you know? no, but like, when pussy says all you got to do is put more people in the ground and you'll start sleeping better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> But like, like I would say, as far do you mean like as far as like crimes being committed or shit they say? No, I, I'm just saying like in the sense of like because to me, Breaking Bad is hyper violent, is hyper violent, not as realistic as like the crimes mm. you see in The Wire or Supreme. No, and I, I agree with you too. I'm not saying that this is like hyper violent or anything, even to any of those show like crime shows that came while we were going. Uh, you know, adults or whatever, like uh, it's not nearly as hyper violent as those, but I'm just saying like, it's uh, all of these characters are just like so magical. You know what I mean? Like they're all really well written and they are these like over the top, like to get the, I think I'm not saying they're not that it's not grounded in reality, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just a very, uh, I'm having a hard time saying what I'm trying to say. Cody, it's like the regular way of life is too fucking hard for you or something. (laughs) Nice. That's another good line. (laughs) This episode in particular is full of good lines. Also, it really is. Did you notice before he ever becomes a character, Vito Spatafor in the bakery shop? Yeah. Yep. They call him Gino. Gino. He's not the same guy. He's not the same guy at all, but it's definitely the same actor. And what a great fucking scene in general, too. Also, a a callback to his part in Goodfellas where he gets shot in the foot. Shot in the foot. Yeah. And the the dude behind the bakery says, you shot me in the foot. And Christopher replies, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Have you not seen Goodfellas, Anthony? Yeah, of course. Uh, I've seen it a few times. Hey, I've seen Goodfellas. Come on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey. Hey, yo. Whoa. The suffers when he slams the donuts (laughs) down on the pool table. (laughs) Oh, the Spinadel. Yeah, Spinadel. That's it. <laughs> yeah, he gets so mad and picks up the fucking cookies and everything. Yeah, dude. Polly's great. Polly's one Polly's of those, great, dude. dude he's, he's one of the best. Dude, honestly, this show is, has so many good characters. I have like small, the smallest of gripes, but it's Uh-oh. not like not. In, I don't have any in this episode. But now, or this is honestly like one of the best episodes ever. Yeah, uh, like ever made like the way it starts out in that fever dream that he's having where yeah. like, dude, well, you can just tell it's a dream because like in that opening shot, he's like moving through. But you can tell he's not walking. He's like no. riding on something that's yeah. moving slowly. It's, it's, it's like a like a Spike Lee does it in all of his movies. Exactly. Like, he just like moves forward. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a cool dream, and uh, it's after he shot the guy from an earlier episode. Yeah, and what one of the things that leads into the whole FBI indictments, and Ooh. which another Anthony, I feel like as an Italian, I feel uh, like this episode was very Italian culture heavy. They even talk about yeah. Alexander Graham Bell. Did you yeah, feel that whole dinner some kind of again. way watching it? This is what I'm saying. Like when I I only watched Sopranos the, for the first time last year, so you know Sopranos was not something that was ever. Here's what I'll say: like watching Sopranos yeah. made me connect to being an Italian a bit more Ooh, in, in in a way I wasn't nice. expecting. Like I was kind of like okay, and it's it was scenes like that where they're having it and it's real, but like you know. 
like th- there's the two separate dinner table scenes and the way Tony handles it is different from the way Melfi's family handles it. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. And two different sides of the coin. Exactly. And which is interesting. If I, I'm just gonna cut you off for one more second. You know, at the end, the, the, yeah, the last episode of this season, the FBI agent brings Tony in and he goes, you and me have certain shared cultures. He's like, you on one side and me on the other, but we both believe in mm. family. And like, so like they acknowledge is like some Italians are in the mafia. Yeah. This episode, wasn't it the first intro with Hayes? Is that with, his name? FBI yeah, agent? FBI agent. Yep. Yeah. He's a recurring character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first time they meet. Yeah. Good, yeah. good call, Cody. Dude, first yeah. episode with him. Agent I, Harrison. Harrison. That's who it was. Not Hayes. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> Asian Hayes. Um, but anyway, Harrison, dude, I love that thing when he's like, they're banter back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I like that. He was honestly a, no cop is going to not kick in a door. You know, I like that. Hey, that Harrison was like that. You know what I mean? But also, Harrison, yeah. but also when, uh, Tony was like, oh, you can keep any quarters you find. And then Harrison's like, he's like you trying, trying to, to bribe me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And also I like when that other, other agent Grosso accidentally drops that thing. Oh, the bowl! Yeah, and Tony hears his name. He goes Grosso, and he says, "Que faccio culo que si?" Yeah, and he's, he's like, like it up your ass." Yeah, and so, and then he goes, "Your ass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your que faccio culo. I like like when they the moments where people do speak Italian in the show. Yeah, because even if you don't know what they're saying, you get the intent you get, behind yeah, it you get easily. The behind <laughs> Tony was not welcoming him. <laughs> he was yeah, like, go fuck himself. Yeah, and yeah. this was a really long running show. It's really cool seeing all of these actors in like. Like Tony's like almost kind of like he's still a big man, but he's like the slimmest he is in the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. No, yeah. This is the slimmest James Gandolfini ever is in the show. Yeah, and then uh, Junior is like way younger and sharper looking than he gets by the end when he's like a bedraggled old. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. everyone's <laughs> just like like Chris is old boy in this one. You know? Yeah, he's a little young kid in this. Yeah, yeah. and Edie Falco looks good as Carmela. Yeah, dude. Ah, the ladies, the the ladies of the Sopranos, you know. It's- Dude, I, I love it. The dinner scene when I forget they're talking about something, and Meadows like, "I'm just saying," and then AJ goes, "Can you just shut the fuck up about it?" Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's very like realistic, like American nuclear family shit in this. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's totally relatable. It's totally, totally relatable. relatable. Like, you don't have to be Italian to relate to that scene. Yeah. Also, when Meadow in that scene, she's like, she mentions the mafia. She already knows. She's not she stupid. Knows like she knows what's mafia. going on. Yeah. Yeah, but in his eyes, he's like doing the naive dad thing where he like knows she knows, but he also like, and he's like, oh, maybe if I just pretend, you know. Yeah. And so he's just like, that's the cool thing about Sopranos, right? Tony Soprano's living a double life. Basically, it's kind of like a superhero show where you don't. He's trying to hide his secret identity from his family, but it, it's not Ooh. really like that. But you know, it, he's keeping is the superhero his work life and his family life separate yeah he's trying his best to also you know what i always thought or now is weird but it's a cool point of contention in this in that christopher gets really mad when the news outs brendan palmici as like a or brendan falone an enforcer or someone yeah Yeah. and then he's like what the fuck and like in the mafia you're not even supposed to be known and he wants to have his name in the paper and yeah he's an idiot tony even says it's like cut off that cowboy shit 
Yeah. 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 Yep. Like when they dig up the dead body with Georgie and Georgie's like, oh my God, look at him and starts throwing yeah. up. Shit. He's like, that's the kind of shit people want to do when they want to get caught. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I want to get caught. He's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> but I know what he means. It's like, yeah, that's kind of like if you, you're bringing attention to yourself. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, that's Christopher's whole point of writing the script. He just wants people to know him. He wants to be famous. He wants to be the top dog. And that is his arc, right? That's what we see him. He he's ascends the ranks of you know, yeah. we see him become a uh, whatchamacallit when he gets, what hey, is it called? When he, he gets the producer he, they burn of Cleaver, dude. He, gets oh, he becomes the producer of Cleaver. He, gets yeah, made. he becomes a made guy. Made man. There we go. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I couldn't think of dude, that. Do you guys think you could be in the mafia? Yes. <laughs> I think Cody, you would. Yeah, you could be in the mafia. You would never reach like capo status. Oh, no, no, no. You're more of like, let's send Cody to go deal with it. Yeah. And then, like, they're about to be intimidated, but you're just like, "What's up, guys?" And they all have a blast. Yeah, and exactly. Coming out, and they're like, and they're like, "Did you pick up the money?" And you're like, "Oh shit, I totally forgot." I, like, <laughs> 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 I totally forgot. <laughs> you're like, we started doing DMT and had crazy river orgies. It kind of <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, for real. I uh, I 100. percent I think I would go into the mafia, but I would end up getting killed just. By, because I'd fuck up at some point. You Ooh, know what I mean? I think that's realistic. Anthony, what about you? Would I? Not willingly. Okay, so not willingly, but let's do another scenario. You are in the mafia. What do we picture Anthony as? Snitch. <laughs> I really resent that. Why am I a snitch? Only because you snitched to your buddy about that comic book episode about those comics that or Game Boy games that he oh, stole the game, from you. Yeah, the video games that you stole. Yeah, you told the principal. That's the I only didn't re- tell the principal. I told. told I told the uh, uh, counselor. Yeah, the counselor. Oh. Either way, what? Oh, that makes me a snitch. Whatever. Yeah. I got my games <laughs> back. <didn't I? laughs> yeah, that's gonna be you when the cops are f- throwing life at you. You're gonna be like, "Well, I got my life back, didn't I?" <laughs> but I wouldn't snitch. On, I wouldn't snitch on family or friends. You know what I mean? That's oh, the okay. difference. So he's a you real see, made like, man. Yeah, exactly. You don't like, snitch Cody, on your you family. Got made. You wouldn't even know about it. You're just a mere yeah, level, man. low level associate. Oh man. I, I would know. do that. I would give Anthony like Sylvia like a consigliere. Yeah, role. I'll take yeah, exactly. I'll be Sylvia. Anthony's very level headed, I feel like. In time. Yeah, I gotta keep the boss in line. Yeah, exactly. I gotta <laughs> you, you need to be like the voice of reason when me and Cody are going at it. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, what about you? What do you think you are? Come on, dog. Are you serious? You think you're top dog? I'm, 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 I'm Tony Soprano. You're Polly. Oh. Let's look out of here. I'll yeah. take Polly though. I like Polly. Oh, yeah. I'd give you Polly. No art. I would say. Take- <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, wait, Jake. No, as you I know, I Polly. Fuck that. Cody doesn't get to. Cody doesn't get to win this. No, I was going to give. A, oh, I was going to make a really cool case for Polly, and that by the end of Sopranos, you know, he lands in a pretty good role in a pretty good spot. He's one of the few people who survive the entire series. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I'll also take minus the snitch part, of course. Big pussy. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that too. He's yeah. a cool dude until you find out he's a snitch, and you're just like, ah, oh, yeah, what yeah. A bitch. He's a great character. Okay, so who do you guys think? I feel like Cody's Bob. Oh well, he's not even in season one. Bobby Bacalari. Bobby Bacalari. Yeah. I could be Bobby. I could see Bobby. I could see, I could see Bobby. I could see minus. He's a family man. And I could see minus right. the gay thing, Vito. I could see you being Vito too. He yeah, was a funny, Vito he was a funny too, character yeah. too, honestly. Yeah. 
Or including the gay thing. You seem very fluid when it comes to that, Cody. Dude, I mean, I'd, yeah, sure. I'll be. I'll take Vito. <laughs> <laughs> you'll take Vito or you'll oh. be Vito? <laughs> Why not both, baby? Hey. Uh, I'm gonna, actually, I got a better one. Anthony is Vito's son when he finds out he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> I become an emo kid. Yeah, you become the emo kid. <laughs> I shit in the shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, that's you. Vito <laughs> <No. laughs> Nice. No, who I who did we say Anthony would be? Oh, Silvio. 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 I get Polly. I don't get to be I feel like I'm wearing a very Gandolfini shirt right now. I'd I'd give you before Gandolfini, I'd give you Ralph. <laughs> I love Ralph. Ralph Dude, he's insane. He's insane. Yeah, I'll take Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> uh, it's too bad. Well, we will get to talk about him later. Actually. Yeah, so, yeah, he's not. But in let's this, get uh, back season. to okay. So now that we've established each other, um, one thing <laughs> I want to do do want to mention. I love that this episode ended with a cake song. Yeah, I didn't. I oh, didn't yeah, know who I the, did. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. But I didn't know what they were. Who they were? Yeah, it's they're this like very 90s. They were like they came out like very end of the 90s, early 2000s. Did you know Stephen Van Zandt is the guy who picks out the songs for the show? Yo, really, Silvio? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, he's also in Bruce Springsteen's band, dude. Yeah, is real Silvio. Like Stephen Van Zandt, he's like a fucking hippie. Wears a bandana, had long hair. He plays guitar. Yeah, he's in he the E Street Band. Yeah. I have like the no fucking idea. Yeah, that's Bruce yeah. Springsteen's guitarist, Sylvia. Dude, and wasn't he in that one Netflix mob show? He was, yes, in, yeah, yes, which is yes. terrible. I watched like the first three episodes. Lily Hammer is that Lily what it was Hammer. called? He goes, to, like, <laughs> no, he goes to fucking Norway, and it's not good. I didn't watch it, but it also can yeah. be if you watch it. When you watch it, you could totally be like, "This could be Silvio's comatose dream, like a spinoff." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Silvio a lot. In this episode, he really only has one line. Yeah, he's and not it's prevalent in this episode, but he's. It uh, is when Christopher drops everything on the table and he's like, oh, well, you're raised in a barn? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love about this show is like moments like that where the guys show like this weird sense of like etiquette and respect. But we'll steal. It's not weird. That's it's like an Italian cultural no, thing. Like there's you know what I mean? like, like, like they're, they're very big on certain things of etiquette and respect. And no, I totally get what you mean. Yeah, they're common thieves and criminals and murderers. Yeah, <laughs> right. So it's, it's like, kind of like honor among thieves kind of yeah, like exactly. code. Yeah, it's like, you, that's why when the other families fuck around and do fucked up shit to, as the series go, series goes on, it becomes an issue because yeah. it's like we establish rules and you're fucking everything up. Yeah. Damn, That's Anthony, when it gets intense. Anthony follows the code harder than we knew. That's Maybe. what I'm saying. Maybe like Anthony's it, Tony it, Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Anthony, you're AJ Soprano. I'm AJ Soprano. <laughs> Playing video games, get the fucking doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> I love what AJ says. Is it true Chinese people invented spaghetti? And Tony goes, yeah. think about it. He's like, why would you invent something that needs a fork to be eaten? <laughs> <laughs> But also, it's like that's something my dad line. would say yeah. if I had asked that as a kid. I swear to God, like it's it's, it, it's ignorant, but it's like it's yeah, you, yeah, it's hilarious. And that's an important thing as it goes on because as Meadow becomes more like left liberal minded and like gets into college and she's like really active, uh, you know, in the community and everything like that. Like she brings up more heated topics and like the whole Columbus episode and it's kind of a similar vibe. Facts. But that's what I always like about Sopranos. It surprised me when it, it dropped like 
moments like that where I was like, damn, like I thought this was just going to be like a different kind of show. Dude, the show has it all, you know? It has it all. Drama. It really does. It's a family drama. It's a, uh, it, it's one of the first things, one of the first shows I know of that really like put a heavy emphasis on mental health. Yep. Yeah. Do you know what else I like is in the beginning when they're all at uh, the wedding and they find out indictments are going to be handed down. So mm-hmm. they all take the money they gave to the bride back. Yeah. <laughs> Did you peep that scene? Yeah. All going yeah back it's to the hilarious. Like, oh, I need that back. It's so cheap. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. I love the scene when uh, Carmela takes Tony's mom and while he, she's doing that, oh, he's God. hiding all of his guns and yeah. Uh, money in his mom's belongings. Yeah, and Livia, Livia knows she knows something's wrong. She's like, "Why are you here unannounced? Like yeah, something's exactly. wrong." And she's trying to figure it out for a while. L- Livia's no dummy. No, not at all. She's we learn sharp, at the end of the episode she knows. Like what, that conversation between her and Junior, it's kind of Game of Thrones esque. Like they're really Definitely. the people running shit. You Definitely know? very Game of Thrones esque. Yeah. Also, before that, when they leave the wedding and they're all hiding shit in their house. And Tony goes, all right, you better give me all your jewelry. And Carmela starts taking off her necklace and her earrings. And then Tony's still waiting there. And all Carmela has left is her engagement ring. She was like, what? This isn't stolen, is it? And Tony looks down and he goes, no. What do you think I am? And like, you can tell he's lying. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? yeah. It's definitely stolen. <laughs> he's like, what do you think I am? What do you think I am? Yeah, yeah just like little shit like that. Dude, yeah, it's just, uh, it's also... Uh, so good, man. Very good. Is there is the is this your favorite episode of season one, Jake? You know what? I didn't think so until I actually I just we rewatched it literally before we hopped on today. And I don't know. I think it's like a really super strong episode. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Like yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. I would say it's one of my favorite. I don't rem- I, see. I watched it in. Tw- I, I f- originally watched like the first three or four seasons back when I was living in New York, Jake. I had a. Uh, HBO then. But then when I moved home, I lost HBO and this wasn't when like streaming was everything. So I just like didn't ever finish the show. And then I rewatched the show from the beginning and just went all the way through during the pandemic. And uh, definitely my favorite watch during the pandemic without like bar none. I I rewatched the panels, no exaggeration, once a year. Sometimes when I'm eating lunch and I'm here, I'll just like throw on a rando episode. Nice. This is like fun to do. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I'll say this is definitely one of the strongest of season one. I mean, it has all the elements that you would get in a normal Sopranos episode. Like it has, it starts with a dream sequence. Yeah. It's got, it's got a scene. It's got multiple scenes where he's talking to his psychiatrist, Dr. Melfi. It's got the family scenes. It's got the mob scenes. It's got it's got it, it everything that like, cultural in, things, mental yeah. health issues. Like it hits on a lot. It has everything that like it's a good, like if you've never seen an episode of Sopranos, why not check this one out? Like I think it would be a good sampling. Mm, the quintessential Sopranos episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got. Uh, so this was season one, episode eight. Eight. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake, why did you pick this one for us? Um, because it's one of the few ones where, like, Christopher, he wants to be a screenwriter, even though in a few episodes prior, Tony says to, for him to knock that shit off. So he's like, still not listening to Tony. He like it's cool. I picked it because, like, Christopher's aspirations had he not been born into a life of organized crime would have been strictly to be film. Yeah. But like, mm. because he's in a life of crime, he is like this sociopathic criminal comes from a broken home. 
uh, the alcoholic mother. You know what I mean? Like, so I think it's, it was cool to see him caught in between his aspirations of really wanting to be in film and his circumstances, which is like, he's in the Tony Soprano crew. Yeah. And, uh, but it's also interesting though, because how would he, what would he write about if he wasn't in that life? Exactly. So one might argue that without him being an organized crime, he never would have made the classic hit Cleaver. Yeah, starring Danny Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, maybe because of his like privilege and like, I mean, I'm not saying he didn't have it hard, but like when it, one of Christopher's traits, especially early on, is like that he, because of the life that he leaves and lives and the people he has around him, that he can get away with anything. You know what I mean? So do you think well, he gets away with shooting a guy in the foot? Yeah. yeah. Are you saying Christopher benefits from white privilege or criminal privilege? Uh, I think I th- a combination of the two. Really? But also I would say more of like, do you think it's because of his like untouchable, like the, the idea that nothing bad will ever happen to him, that he even is bold enough to take a stab at writing. Cause if you read those lines, there's it's terrible. Yeah. Like Adriana has to read every line yeah. after she's like, I'm not doing that. I need you to write some more. He yeah. even, she's even reading it in, it says I managed spelled with a U to yeah. and she was like, do you mean managed or do you mean a manuj or you know, some Italian, yeah. Yeah, some Italian word. Christopher's like, Oh, <laughs> so, you know, Christopher's like low key illiterate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, that's yeah. Which is just another cool detail. But when, when I, you meet like, Oh, sorry. Well, so what I'm saying is like, do you think the only reason he's, like got the sociopathic because it's kind of insane for him to be as fucking stupid as he is and be like, I'm going to be a great filmmaker. Well, see, that's the thing, though. All these people, Tony and all of them, they're not street stupid. No, no. Chris is very street smart. Yeah, they're I'd all even like argue, I'd even argue that he's not that street smart. Because Chris, well, yeah, because he's he's a cowboy doing stupid shit, digging up dead bodies. No, but I mean, even throughout the see the series, you know what I mean? Like he just like constantly. It's a, a lot of time. If Tony wasn't his big cousin, he probably wouldn't have made it that far. Right, that's his privilege right there. Exactly. That Tony oh, yeah, is related sure. to Tony, so that's why Tony has that scene with him in a car. Like if it was anyone else, they'd probably be fucked up. Yeah. Well, even and there's episodes afterwards with the with the intervention episode where he even tells Christopher he's like, "Were this anyone else, you would have got your intervention through the back of the head." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's also exactly. in the last season ever when Christopher dies, Tony legit just gives up and fucking holds his nose closed, and prevents mm, him. Yeah. From, like you know what I mean? Like he even like like you see him in that like in that episode. He's like glad to be rid of him. Yeah, it's almost like a sigh of relief. Christopher was a burden, Loki. Yeah, yeah by that point in the series, by that for point, sure, he's a burden. Yeah, he does. It's interesting. This in in this episode, he's talking about. He's like, "Where's my arc?" Like you said, "Where's my arc?" And we we're seeing the beginning of his arc, and like he explains, you kind of you got to start off on the bottom. And he he does you know rise, but his life gets progressively more fucked up. He gets addicted to heroin. He just He's gets addicted, addicted to a lot to of shit. No, he oh, didn't okay, start right. He, he, right. he wasn't in this episode, was he? No, in this in season one, he's already addicted to. He's a drug user already. He already, but he already shot up in this. I season thought it. Did, I thought it doesn't happen until later. 
No, he's always been a drug user. I'll I'll tell you right now. And it's mm-hmm. the season when Meadow comes to him to get crystal meth so she can study for the SATs. It's when Brendan oh, Falone yeah. is still alive. And then she says, fine, I'll just go down to Jefferson Avenue and get it. And Adriana, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't mess with me, dog. Adriana says, you can't let her go down there. They'll, they'll rape her and kill her. And so, so he's already using drugs and selling mm. Christopher's gotcha. always no, been. I just yeah, I just was I was honestly didn't even know. For some reason I thought it was something that just doesn't happen until season two or three. No, it's just implied that he's like Loki like a drug user. His mom's an alcoholic. The rumor is that his dad is a drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. Although you find out in the Many Saints of Newark that he was not whatsoever. Wasn't, yeah, <laughs> was not so even close. God, that's such a dumb yeah, that was such a dumb thing. But how about whatever. we just uh, strike it from canon? Yeah, we we will not. Yeah. I agree, man. I'm not. I'm not putting uh, many sense of Newark as canon for me. <laughs> it doesn't need to be. I guess all the copies should be shot out of a canon. Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, let's fucking finish it out. How many Joe Pesci's? Joe Pesci. We give we give in this one episode, and then one episode or the season. Well, ooh. ooh. Because hmm. it's like a sampling of the do, season. Why, not, and I think, why don't we do both? Yeah, why don't we do both? So, as okay. Far as episode goes, I'm giving it a six. Yeah, hands Easy down, one six. of the best episodes of Sopranos. Yep, six. Easy six. Okay, season one of Sopranos. It. I think you know what sucks is that it's the first season, first show of its kind. So it starts out it. really slow. It starts out a little slow, but I mean the show is still amazing. Yeah, uh, I'll give it a, like a like a five point five. Season one. Mm. And I know it in depth. So can't believe you're gonna do this to our boy David David Chase. You're Me? gonna do this to James. Cody already was a good give it a six. I could see it in his face. Oh, really? Because I was gonna straight up say uh say season one is one of my favorite seasons of the whole show. And you were gonna give mm. it a six? Yeah. Damn, I amend my thing. I honestly went off what I th- Wrongly presumed was Cody's impression. Oh, so you became a poser, the one thing. Oh, no. I'm a poser. No, but I thought it was six strictly because this is my favorite season between James and the Doctor. It's. I feel like later on in the show, they kind of let that that thread. Between James and the Doctor. Yeah, the good Doctor. <laughs> yeah. James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> no, but, uh, James and the Doctor. No, but what I'm saying is like it's the strongest, the, it's the most emphasis they put on it. I just really love that about this show. There's a lot of them in this season. Uh, mm. And I feel like they let it slide a little bit later on. And I'm not saying the show lacks because of it. I still think it's a great show. But I think this is one of the what made the show so cool and hip instead of just like and unique instead of just like another mob story. Yeah, because I feel like every other show also probably copied that, you know, going to a therapist scene and the way they shot it and the way it's presented, you know, and also I agree because when you go to the later seasons and you lose more of that, like some of the scenes that they have together, even in this episode, like it's in, it's intense. And the, the like the part where she's like, well, you miss, we, we agreed if you miss a session, you still have to pay. And he starts throwing money at her. Like she's like a stripper. And he's yeah. like, he like basically makes it rain. He's like, here, fucking take the money. He's like, you want to be a call girl? And he, and it's just like so fucked up. And she like, you see the terror in her eyes. Cause she really, you don't know. And she doesn't know if he, like, she knows he's in the mob, but you don't know as, as someone watching or, and she doesn't know if he's going to like, just fucking do something like smack her or just do something violent, you know? That's true. Yeah. That's stereotyping. 
on Melfi's part. Yeah, but also he's terrified. But he gets like in her face. Yeah, <laughs> he like stands up. It is screaming. terrifying if James Gandolfini stands up and starts <laughs> throwing yeah. money at you and calling yeah. you a whore, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's- I mean, some might like it. Who knows? I don't, I don't kink shame anyone. <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, if, I don't think she if likes James it. James Gandolfini did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Cody's going to start twerking. Yeah. Well, I'm going to also give the season a six because I, I thought, yeah, I, I can't find, you know, I, I love Sopranos. And like I said, Sopranos made me more Italian. So gets a six. And I think it's just one of the best seasons of the show. At yes. the end not of- every season is going to get a six from me. Same. I'll say that. I will too. Oh, yeah, I agree. Not every season will get a six. But I, I, I will just want to say that the worst season of The Sopranos is better than most shows out there. That's ever been. Oh, made. for sure. Easily. For sure. It's Easily. one of those. Yeah. It's only worse by Sopranos standards. Yeah. Like it only has yeah. itself <laughs> to be measured up against. You know what I mean? Right. Like the Pesci scale, the Sopranos like, yeah. can only be measured against Dude, itself. This is probably the best thing we've ever used the Pesci scale on. Oh, yeah, the most yeah. accurate. Yeah. Yeah. The Pesci scale was invented for. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, building to this. This is our end game. <laughs> oh, so we need another scale? No. He's can like you the make a picture of like, find a picture of Joe Pesci with maybe his arms out? And they have the scales in each, and like Ooh, Photoshop that's scales cool, in each. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we can do something like that. Yeah, like Lady, or even just yeah. Pesci's face over Lady Liberty or something. Oh, like so that. him as fucking my cousin Vinny. Yeah, but I guarantee, like in the Casino or Goodfellas, there's a scene where Joe Pesci's like, ah, and then you can make <laughs> scales. Yeah, wait, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be sick. I'll uh, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to give it a six to you guys. Yeah. I was just fucking with you. The show. <laughs> <laughs> totally fell for it. Yeah. yeah it was a classic me. Yeah. No, <laughs> definitely. This is one of my favorite seasons, specifically for the uh, therapy sessions and their relationship. Hell yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for tuning in for episode one of Soprano Summer. All right, guys. Well, all right. Well, tune in. So, this is the schedule. And guess what, guys? We're going to tell you this now, but if you forget, you have to listen to the end of the next episode to know what's coming up. <laughs> yeah. You can't skip ahead. That's that's cheating. Yeah, yeah if you do, cheating. we're going to Anthony's going to code in a special block that'll <laughs> you can only access that part of the episode <laughs> by <laughs> listening to all of it in its yeah, entirety. Exactly. Yeah. I could totally do that too. Yeah. Anthony is capable of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but if you would like to uh, keep up with us here at Comics of Chronic while we do Soprano Summer, you can tune in to season two of The Sopranos, episode four, Commendatory. Season three, episode six, University. Season four, episode six, Everybody Hurts. Ooh. Season five, episode 12, Long Term Parking. Season 6A, Episode 1, Members Only, and Season 6B, Episode 9, Made in America. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah, we do a whole episode dedicated to the finale. Nice. I had to pick it. I picked that. I was like, if we're going to talk about anything, the last one's got to be the finale. Oh, yeah, of course. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Yeah.
Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. This is just the beginning. Yeah. Get ready. <laughs> get ready to find out the arc. Yeah. Get ready to see what <laughs> Anthony's and Cody's arc is. Who knows? Yeah, maybe we'll Who change. No. Maybe we'll, by the end, I'll be Tony Soprano. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe one of us will be dead. <laughs> <laughs> With the fishes. Maybe we'll all be wearing guinea tees by the end oh, of Sopranos. That'd be hilarious. We should. Dude, Cody, you have a lot of hair. If you, like, greased your hair. Yeah, man? you could be like that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Cody can make his hair look like Sylvia. Oh, Tony. Yeah, Cody, you're, yeah, you got to do Sylvia hair. Dude, if it was any longer, I could almost do a um, Furios. Oh, Furio. Ooh, Furio. Ooh, I think yeah. I could do if I if I die the sides of my thing, I could do Polly. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to slick the top back. Yeah, I'll slick yeah. the top back and then do it. Nice. Nice. Well, all right, guys. Ciao. Peace. <laughs> As they say. Yeah. As they say. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Comics and Chronic, and I'm Jacob H. I'm Cody Cannon. And I'm Anthony Iannaccio. And you can tune in every Thursday to hear new episodes of Comics and Chronic. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Comics and Chronic. That's Comics, the letter N, Chronic. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! Peace.